Good day to you ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Film Focus episode 162, the review for the Super Mario Brothers movie. another episode of Film Focus. I'm your host, the Hyperson 55, and I'm glad you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. And here we are, a few days into April, and the Mario movie is finally here with us. The animated Mario film from Illumination. I have been waiting on this film for so long. I feel like I'm in a similar position to when Mortal Kombat came out back in 2021. These films both share a lot of similarities in the sense that we'd had an adaptation beforehand and obviously the Mortal Kombat film from 1995 was way better than the Mario film from 1993 but also having a live action Mario film as the first adaptation of a video game property that looks like it would be much better suited to you know animation was probably not the best bet. But anyway, both of these like new interpretations went through a massive era of secrecy and then they slowly started to show you the cast and then they had trailers that got everybody hyped and then Mortal Kombat 2021 came out and it was what it was. I still enjoyed the film, but it had its issues. But with the Mario film, each time we saw more and more of that movie, everybody was losing their minds. The amount of references not only to the games but to the animated series and some of the stuff for Donkey Kong as well was ridiculous. There was no way this film was going to fail. But then some of the early reviews started coming out and I was like, this can't be right. I only caught a quick glimpse but from what I saw online there were some polarizing reviews and I'm like, huh, okay. So it's been around an hour since I saw the film, so the movie is fairly fresh in my mind, but I will share with you my thoughts. And as per usual, I will talk about the story, characters, and presentation. And obviously it'll be spoiler-free, so don't worry about me chatting about any specifics if you don't want to know, because I'm not going to tell you anything like that. But anyway, without further ado, let's jump in. Alright, and now it's time to talk about the plot, and it can be summed up as the following. This film follows Mario and Luigi, two brothers who start up a plumbing business and while on the job they end up finding a green pipe that transports them to the Mushroom Kingdom where they get entangled in a battle between the princess of the kingdom, Princess Peach, who is trying to fight off an invasion from the big bad guy known as Bowser who has a legion of henchmen who are trying to take over the world with their massive power star and that is a way for me to summarize this plot without going into the area spoilers now i thought the plot for the most part was good though it had some issues but yeah i think the plot is light-hearted it had a few elements where it was trying to add a little depth to mario and luigi and give us a little bit more context for who they were, what they were doing, and how they got from more of a real-world location to the Mushroom Kingdom. Because, as I've said before in previous podcast episodes, trying to adapt the Mario lore is pretty tough when there's not really much story to work with. 
when these games were created in the 1980s there was no plot whatsoever besides what you could pick up from the manuals there wasn't so much plot that was happening within the video games it was more just about the gameplay now as the games went on slight story elements were incorporated in games like mario world but more specifically once we got to the 3d era you had a little bit more going on with games like super mario sunshine or mario galaxy or more recently with mario odyssey which had the most amount of story that we've seen in the mario game so far save for you know spin-off games like super mario rpg the paper mario series and so on and so forth but yeah mario's never really had stories so what they ended up doing in this film was mostly creating new original material and then sort of recontextualizing it for the world that they were creating for this film and there were certainly elements that were cool and it was interesting to see certain aspects of the mario world or characters and lore that i never really considered but seeing it on screen was pretty interesting i just wish this film had taken the time to slow down and develop a few of these things a bit more because I was enjoying certain things I was seeing, especially towards the beginning and middle portions of the film, but because the story was constantly moving at, I would say, almost a breakneck speed, there were certain themes and character moments that I wish we got to stew in, so when things happened later on, when certain payoffs took place, they would feel more cathartic, they would feel like they had more weight and it would feel earned, but there were certain times where the film was just moving along too quickly where I'm just like, yo man like i can see what you're trying to do but it wasn't earned because we didn't have enough time to pause or at least just chill with some of these themes and character elements so the pacing was an issue for me it just moved a little too fast and then you have the references obviously as an adaptation of a long-running video game franchise that's been going on for close to 40 years ish Mario has a lot of material to draw from, from the 2D pixel games of the NES right up until the current stuff in 3D with the Switch. And this film is able to throw references at you left, right and center. And some of it is pretty cool, pretty inventive, some of it is subtle, some of it not so subtle. And there is a way for you to reference material in a way that feels cohesive with the rest of the film where it doesn't feel like you're just like stopping and observing something that only fans of the material would know but there were times where i was watching this film where i was watching some of these references and i'm like i feel like i'm watching the disney star wars era of like referencing where sometimes it's good but then there's other times where it feels so extra or unnecessary it's literally just there for you to do the leonardo dicaprio pointing meme or to be captain america in the first avengers movie and just be like i get that reference and there were a couple of guys that were sat not too far from me and they were geeking out at every bloody reference. And don't get me wrong, there were certain things I loved, certain audio cues, certain music, certain visuals. Where I'm just like, this is wonderful. But then there's other times where I'm just like, this is unnecessary. Or some of these references or visual material I felt could have been saved for future movies. And that's another thing. This film tries to pack in a lot into this first entry and some of it I feel could have either been streamlined or just removed and saved for another movie but I felt like whoever was at the base decision making level they wanted to make a splash so they threw in as much Mario material as they could and some of it is you know seeing it in in, in action play out was so nice 
But at the same time, part of me was hoping that there was going to be a little bit more restraint because now I feel like they have thrown almost everything in the kitchen sink at this. So they'll have to go even harder for a sequel when they could have just shown some restraint and saved certain things for the sequel. But yeah, it's probably something that diehard Mario fans probably won't give a monkeys about. But I feel like there's certain things that if you're not a fan, it probably won't resonate with you as much. And for people who are looking for story and character to be more of a focus, this film doesn't have that as much. It's there, but it could have been better. All right, and now it's time to talk about the characters. And for the most part, everybody was pretty good, though some people definitely stood out more so than others. So let's start with Chris Pratt as Mario. Now, obviously, since the first time we heard Chris Pratt's voice as Mario, the internet was set ablaze. And, you know, there were certain people who thought the voice was fine or weren't so fussed about it, but the majority of the internet agreed that they didn't like the voice. He just felt like he wasn't trying and it felt low effort. I will say for myself, the voice was notable for about maybe two minutes, but after a while I really got into it. And thankfully, in the film itself, Pratt's performance is definitely a lot more energetic than I expected it to be. And I think as for Mario as a character himself, he was fine. I enjoyed him. He was a nice, well-rounded individual who was a lot more tenacious and formidable than I was expecting. And the trailers made him out at first to be a little more incompetent than I was expecting, but he thankfully had a little bit more to him. They added just enough extra layers for him to feel like a person, although he doesn't really have as much character as certain other individuals in the movie. And then you have Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach. And I thought she was good. Anya Taylor-Joy is always fun to watch or hear. I think she's done some voice work before, but I'm not too sure. But her voice as Peach was good. This version of Peach is definitely more active, proactive, should I say, and is more skilled and she gets stuff done. She definitely gets stuck into the action. And I appreciate the fact that she was at the forefront of the story obviously the total opposite of the damsel in distress that we've seen in the video games there were certain elements of her character towards the end that i wasn't entirely pleased with but for the most part i enjoyed the rapport that she had with mario and the fact that she had to teach him how to navigate the mushroom kingdom and seeing the sort of friendship blossom between the two of them was fun and then you have charlie day as luigi one of the few voice casting choices which I was happy with, and Charlie Day did a good job. Again, ever since I heard him voice the uh, the Spaceman character in the Lego movie, I was like, yo, this guy knows what he's doing. And in this film, Luigi is a kind-hearted coward, just like he is in the games, where he can't really stand up for himself as much and finds himself in a lot of these precarious positions where he's faced with chaos and he can only just run away from it but i enjoy seeing the character and the bond that he has with his brother the mario brothers as a pair we don't really get to see much of them interact and show that brotherly bond that's really fun we only get that a handful of times in the video games so to see that play out in the movie was pretty good and yeah charlie day was cool but one of, if not the best performances in the film was from Jack Black as Bowser. From the time he showed up in that first trailer, I was like, yo, 
he's gonna crush it and he was amazing so so good bowser is a larger than life individual in the video games and they just took that to a much higher level with this film he is intimidating scary but he's also quite funny unexpectedly comedic and has a few extra layers to him than i expected there were certain elements that they drew from the video games in terms of being intimidating but also kind of silly so I don't want to reference certain games because that will, you know, give away very specific things about how his story plays out in this film. But I will say that Bowser stole every scene that he was in. He was super charming, charismatic, and Jack Black brought that wonderful energy that he brings to a lot of his roles to a crazy degree. And there's certain elements of his character that I really want to talk about, but I can't. But if you know Jack Black and how he operates as a actor and musician there's certain things he does in this film which is just incredible this is like the best version of bowser that's ever existed man and he was wonderful he was so good and then you have keegan michael key as toad who was also the other standout in this film for me toad has always been a fun little character in the video games but obviously it wasn't until the uh treasure tracker uh, spin-off games where Captain Toad became more of his own individual obviously they started that stuff out in the Super Mario 3D world sort of separate puzzle kind of things in there but obviously he got his own game but I love how in this film Toad is more of his own character he is a fiery little individual who bonds with Mario pretty quickly and he's just full of energy and funny lines and He's super confident and weird, but just quirky in the best kind of ways. He has so many great moments in this movie, and I loved him. He was just the best. Toad and Bowser were just fantastic, and Giggle Michael Key, man, just... He brought such wonderful energy to the character. I loved him. As for the rest of the cast, they were all pretty solid. I like Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong, and I also liked the appearance of... Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek and then you have obviously Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong his voice was hidden for a while in the market material until I think the last month or so and honestly I was hoping that there was going to be less of a Seth Rogen performance and more of a you know actual character but he definitely sounds more like Seth Rogen than I was hoping for that being said he was charismatic and fun but again, I wish the voice had a little bit more of a difference, sort of like the way Jack Black was able to create a character rather than sounding just like himself. And finally, Charles Martinet does make an appearance in the film and it's nice, but I wish there was more for him to do. Now let's move on to the major shining star of this film, which is the presentation. The one thing that they got right about this film was the presentation visually and audibly this film is fantastic the sights and sounds pitch perfect the amount of detail that went into all of the character models the locations the vibrant color scheme the lighting and the super smooth and energetic animation that brings everything to life it's incredible this is one of the nicest looking animated films I've seen for a while. And while it doesn't reach those crazy levels of detail that you get from DreamWorks and Pixar, I think this is the best film that Illumination has put out so far. 
they were able to take the video game elements and then incorporate into the animated film genre but amplify the details of the clothes the scales the little details in like uh, character eyes and eyebrows and mouth movements and oh it looks so nice there were several times where I was just observing very minor details on all the characters as they talked, they moved, and ooh, it, oh, it looks fantastic. From the Mushroom Kingdom to the Dark World where Bowser resides to the Rainbow Road crazy action sequence, which just had so much crazy stuff going on. Sometimes it can be a little much happening on screen at once, but the action stuff was great there were so many wonderful set pieces and again i cannot stress enough this film looks incredible so damn good but the visuals are only part of the reason that this film works you also have the sounds which oh are so nice they were able to incorporate so many sound effects from the video games in subtle or not so subtle ways and oh to be able to hear stuff from the you know nes era right up until you know certain mario kart or mario i don't know i can't say certain games because again that would reveal certain things in the movie but the sound effects are you utilized so well but then you also had the film score by one of my favorite dudes brian tyler i knew the sound of this film was in safe hands when it was announced that brian tyler will be working with koji kondo composer of the original mario games to be able to create some of those video game sounds for film and it is done so damn well the way you're able to hear these new compositions of video game music that some of us have been listening to since our childhoods in the 90s or 80s is ridiculous and the variety of the music that they were able to incorporate in the film was crazy certain action sequences have like songs just layered all over the place but then there's certain other moments where you know characters are just walking around or you know just listening to certain things and the music is just there in the background i'm like i know what that is and it sounds so good and it makes me even more pissed off that sega couldn't be asked to go about and use their massive catalog of music from the sonic franchise and utilize that in either the first or second sonic movies when mario was able to utilize almost the entire catalog of his music and spread it out throughout this film in such a wonderful way sega need to do better but yeah again overall presentation department so damn good all right and now it's time for the conclusion in the end if you just want to see a light-hearted family film that looks and sounds like the mario video games then this film ticks all the boxes it's fun colorful and entertaining and there are certainly a lot of elements to appreciate about this film especially if you're a fan of the video games However, certain issues within the plot, pacing, character, and easter egg slash referencing department prevent this film from being amazing. I definitely had fun with this film and I would recommend it, but I can definitely see why this film would split people down the middle. Because there are certain elements that I think you'd only enjoy more if you're a fan of the video games. But also, if you're just looking for something that has a little bit more character and story, then this film is a little light on those departments. I'm sure once more people have had time to, you know, stew with the film and more audiences have gotten to see it, I'm assuming that fans will probably respond to this a lot nicer to the critics. I haven't actually checked out any reviews myself, but I can imagine that there will be a lot of fans that will be complaining that certain 
critics or like you know certain audience members were looking for too much from a mario film and it does seem a little silly to be complaining about certain departments within this film when mario has always been fairly simple easy to pick up and play and you know just been fun for the whole family so there shouldn't be too much to you know bitch about for lack of a better term but yeah i'm just curious to see how this plays out and also i am curious to see how this affects nintendo making more adaptations of their source material going ahead because there is definitely potential for more in this universe especially considering the fact that there are two post-credit scenes so one mid-credits and one post-credits so stick around for those but i'm very curious if and when we might get a sequel to this but also if we will finally start diving deeper into the more story slash mythology heavy material like zelda and metroid but those are probably still years away anyway now it's time for you to tell me what you think of the movie did you like it did you dislike it are you somewhere in the middle just leave me your thoughts in the comment section below or holler at me on twitter where i'm at hypersonic 55 or at film focus 55 check out the podcast on soundcloud itunes spotify and you know other places where podcasts can be found in yeah that'll be it for now thank you for listening as always and until the next time this is the hypersonic 55 signing out peace